US bond yields marched higher overnight to new 16-year highs. Oil prices rose on lower US inventories and geopolitical tensions. And China's GDP was stronger than expected. That's coming up in our five things in five minutes. And then in our bonus deep dive interview, we go behind this latest US bond market sell-off to find out why US yields are still rising even though the Fed is seen likely to hold rates from here. Foreign buyers of US Treasuries have been absent really in recent months. And that has been another factor of putting upward pressure on yields because the budget deficits in the United States are very high. But first, in 5 and 5 with ANZ, number one, the US 10-year bond yield rose another three basis points overnight to as high as 4.91%. That's its highest level since 2007 and reflects a growing unease about the scale of US government borrowing and whether investors can digest over a trillion dollars worth of US treasuries each year. That's keeping the US dollar strong this morning. It was up at 149.7 yen as at 5 a.m. Australian time. The Aussie dollar fell as low as 63.30 overnight and is now at 63.49. The Kiwi was also weak at 58.71 US cents this morning. Number two, the oil price rose 2% overnight after the United States reported its oil inventories fell 4.5 million barrels. Geopolitical tensions remain high in the Middle East as well. That's adding to upward pressure because of fears the Israel-Hamas war might escalate to include Iran, particularly after devastating explosions killed hundreds in a hospital in the Gaza Strip yesterday. Hamas and Israel blame each other for the explosions, but Iran and Jordan have warned the region is on the brink of a wider conflict. Number three, Chinese GDP growth figures for the September quarter were better than expected yesterday. Here's ANZ's chief economist for Greater China, Raymond Yun. The GDP in the third quarter for China was up by 4.9%, and the market was expecting 4.5%, so it's beat the market expectation. In the first nine months, the growth rate is 5.2%, so it's also higher than our annual forecast of uh, 5.1%. So uh, it's easy for China to achieve 5% growth, and even uh, now we see an upside risk to our upgraded forecast. You know, we I consider our, our research team is the first research team, one of the earliest to upgrade the GDP a couple of weeks ago. So um, I think this number uh, is really surprising this morning. Number four, Raymond says consumption spending in China was more robust than some expected in the wake of COVID. We see uh, the consumption figures seems to be uh, pretty upbeat with a 5.5% increase in retail sales versus last month's figure of 4.6%. So it seems that there is an improvement in consumer spending. But at the same time, we do see a, uh, the property market continue to deteriorate with the property investment number down by 9.1% versus 8.8% last month. So uh, I think that the, there is clearly a two-speed economy here. Uh, one is a relatively better uh, consumption side versus a uh, continue to have a continued downbeat of uh, investment, especially in poverty. 
Number five. He says this figure will take some of the pressure off China's authorities to launch a much bigger stimulus plan. Given this set of economic figure, and if the government's trying to target a GDP growth of about 5%, basically the mission has been uh, achieved. So if this is the case, then uh, don't expect Chinese government to launch a massive stimulus. Um, all the policy measures will be very measured, which means that uh, they will continue to um, be very prudent and target uh, in terms of injecting any, you know, both the fiscal stimulus and also the monetary stimulus to the economy. So um, uh, we think that uh, this policy stand will continue not only in 2023, but also 2024 as well. Raymond Yung there, who also sees the People's Bank of China engineering another five basis point cut in one-year lending rates on Friday as part of a continued moderate easing of monetary policy. Now it's time for our bonus deep dive interview. I asked ANZ's head of G3 Economics, Brian Martin, this morning in London, why US bond yields were still rising, even though the Fed has been indicating it's done enough to fight inflation and won't have to hike rates again. With the FOMC indicating that it will keep rates steady, that actually is putting upward pressure on bond yields in the United States because growth momentum is still very strong. So if the Fed don't think it's appropriate for them to tighten at the moment, well, then the bond market will do that tightening for them. And that's one of the key reasons why yields are rising. But there's also other factors at play. Uh, We know the Fed is conducting quantitative tightening. It's reducing its holdings of U.S. Treasuries. Foreign buyers of U.S. Treasuries have been absent, really, in recent months. And that has been another factor putting upward pressure on yields because the budget deficits in the United States are very high. Could you tell us a bit more about the outlook for supply, uh, particularly in the United States, and how that's changing Well, we've seen a large increase in what they call mandatory outlays in the United States over recent years, and and that was very evident in the budget data we had for fiscal year 23, which just ended on the 30th of September. Mandatory outlays are things like Social Security that really can't be touched uh, by governments and culled when uh, there is pressure to reduce fiscal expenditure. So that's rising and the population is ageing. We know there's an expansionary fiscal bias within the Biden administration as well. Last week, we actually got confirmation of the size of the budget deficit for the last fiscal year. And it was up $300 billion at a whopping $1.7 US dollars, which on my calculations is just over 6% of GDP. So it's very, very big. And when you've taken out big buyers uh, like the Fed was when it was undertaking quantitative easing, when you take out or acknowledge the absence of foreign buyers at the moment, that means that yields have to rise in order for the US Treasury to be able to attract the required capital that it needs. So I think that, coupled with the strong momentum or growth with the FOMC on hold, that's a cocktail that's just pushing yields higher. And it's very difficult to see where it's going to stop in the short term. So, Brian, you're also seeing a rise in the equilibrium or neutral real interest rate, the so-called R-star rate. What's going on there? 
I think I think it's it's certainly part of it at the at the back end of the curve. But when I think of the equilibrium real interest rate, I think more of uh, sort of short term interest rates, and I do think fiscal policy is definitely playing a role there. It's expansionary. We've got the feed through in the economy from the infrastructure bill, and that's around half a trillion US dollars. Uh, we have the announced and agreed climate spending of about $370 billion, and that's got to feed through the economy. And if that expenditure works through and it multiplies through the economy, uh, that supports economic growth. And as growth is stronger, then you need a higher real equilibrium interest rate to keep the economy in balance. And that means our star is rising. So absolutely, expansionary fiscal policy has a big role to play in why our star is rising. Brian Martin there. I'm Bernard Hickey. That was 5 and 5 with ANZ for Thursday, October the 19th. Catch you tomorrow with the latest on Australian jobs figures today. This podcast contains general information only, not investment advice. You should obtain advice for your personal circumstances before making any investment decisions. Please view the podcast disclaimer available via your media player or email.